You are listening to the Always Alighting Podcast with your host, Ashika. This podcast is dedicated to soulful conversations around self-growth, personal development, and finding alignment. You will hear from guest speakers, experts, and solo episodes from myself as we educate, empower, and inspire you to navigate your own journey of self-growth. Love and Light Always Aligning listeners, welcome back. This is your host, Ashika, and I'm so excited to have you here. You are listening to Always Aligning, episode 13. Today's guest is someone you have probably seen on the internet. You may have come across one of her many viral videos. You may have been following her, especially if you're in the South Asian diaspora community and need a good laugh. (laughs) Today's episode is with Jyoti from Mama Jodes. Now, when this episode was taped, Jyoti was just crossing 100K. I think she crossed it literally the night before. And so much was happening for her then and so much is still happening for her now. The reason why I really wanted to dive deeper with her in conversation is because she has shared authentically on her platform several times that she was a comedian beforehand, that she was a writer beforehand. But what I found amazing is how she's used the power of social media to really align with her passions, her love for writing, comedy, Um, connecting with people has really all come together because of the power of the internet. A little quick intro on Jyoti. She has a master's and bachelor's in creative writing and has trained in improv and comedy as well. She did the whole LA scene for a bit. She wrote a show. She did stand-up comedy gigs. And at some point she said, you know what? I really want to have a family. That was really important to her. She met a man that she fell in love with, her now husband. She really wanted to have children and a family and she felt like she had to kind of disappear from it all and disconnect from it all until one day, you know, when she was, um, I think, pregnant with her second child, she realized that, wait, she could have it all, that she could realign with her passions, that she could still be a comedian and a writer. It may look different. It may not be in California for the now. It may not be on this, you know, huge dramatic stage. But what she did is she used the power of the internet to make that her stage. She used the power of TikTok reels, uh, TikTok videos and Instagram reels to practice and, and really show up and Be her authentic self that we have all come to learn and love. And I think this is such an important message because the idea that you can align with the person you've always wanted to be is something critical. You know, it's something, it's a message that we all need to keep remembering. Many of us wanted to do certain things when we were children and we didn't get to as we grew up. We forget about it. We think we're too old. We think time is too late. But the world that we live in today is so dynamic. We are so lucky in many ways to be living in this world where opportunities are limitless and you can make whatever happen for yourself. I've always wanted to be a host and here I am having my own talk show. And to me, this is amazing. Where it goes, time will tell. But even the art of doing it is so soul fulfilling. The more I do the things that I love, the more my soul dances with joy and happiness, the better I'm able to show up for my life and the life of my loved ones. And the easier it is for me to connect 
the dots. That is what I have experienced. It's what Mama Jotz shares with us in this episode. And it is what I hope you take away from listening to this show. Today's episode is sponsored by one of my personal favorite premium skincare brands, Ranavat. Ranavat creates modern Ayurvedic skincare and premium hair treatments. Ranavat is a brand I have been personally using almost every day for three years. And so I am so excited to have them sponsor this episode and also to be the first brand sponsor for show Always Aligning. Thank you so much to founder Michelle and team Ranavat for your support. And now we jump into Always Aligning with Mama Jotes. Mama Jodes, aka Jyoti Chan, thank you so much for being here. I have to kick off this show by saying congratulations. I mean, we have been connected on the internet for a while. And when you graciously accepted to be on my show, um, you were on this path of making all of this amazing reels and comedy and putting yourself out there. But in the past two weeks, things have changed. You crossed the six-figure mark. So Woot woot on that milestone. How does it feel? Are are things different for you now? No, um, I'm still wiping butts and chasing <laughs> toddlers. Uh, not much has changed in my realm, but it, it was a really cool accomplishment. And it was very cool to watch the climb over the two week period with like my, my family and my friends and everyone was involved in just like the countdown. It was like crazy. Yeah. Like, it's a get, it's going up, it's going up and it's still going up. I'm already at like, I think a, a, a 10,000 above that now in a couple days. So it's just, um, it's, I'm grateful that people are getting to see the fun. For sure. So, so do numbers matter, Jyoti? You know, it never, like, do they matter to some extent as an influencer? Yes, because it does open up a lot of doors for opportunity and partnerships with larger brands. And that's really what my goal is here um, in terms of like the career path aspect of it. Does it matter in content creation? No, my content hasn't changed. I'm yep. still creating in the same way I was creating when I was um, when I had 2000 followers. Like I'm just it's just consistency. I've been consistently creating and putting videos out, comedy videos, um, you know, motherhood truths and all that stuff out from the beginning and my consistency has been the same. My video quality has gotten better. Um, I'll say like my video quality and maybe even some of my comedy has gotten better and I've gotten a little more confident. Um, but that doesn't have to do with the numbers. That's just my skill set getting better. But the numbers sure. are helpful when it comes to opening doors, when it comes to um, like partnerships and stuff like that. Sure. There is so much I would love to speak to you about, but there's this one specific thing that really caught my eye. Uh, some time ago, a couple of months ago, I think you put on your stories and you just talked about how social media brought you back full circle. And I was super intrigued, um, you know, and we were able to connect further. You shared how you had done the whole LA thing several years ago. You took a screenwriting class and you knew you had this passion for creativity but it was just maybe not the right time or place or not going in that right direction for you. And then you got married, you had a baby, and then boom, you realigned with your passion. So what was that that moment where you started connecting the dots between the things you love to do that maybe took a backseat as you pursued your family life to then saying, hey, I'm going to give myself another chance? Yeah, actually, there was a very pivotal moment. Um, so I, um, so like backstory really fast. I did stand up comedy. I have a master's and a bachelor's in creative writing. So I've been writing forever. I did some playwriting. I had a play um, that had a good reading at East West Players in LA. I kept 
you know, doing creative ventures. I trained at Groundlings Improv for a couple um, levels. And then um, I thought I had to make a choice. It was like that pivotal point where I was like 25 mm-hmm. and I met this guy that I knew I wanted to marry, who's my husband now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I can either do this life or I could do that life. And I really want kids. I really want that family life. There was this burning desire inside of me that nothing mattered more than that. And I still believe that. So I went that way and I left everything behind, including all the networking I've done, all my contacts, all my friends. Like I just disappeared. I wow. disappeared. I literally like changed my last name and like booked it. I was like witness protection program. <laughs> For some reason, I felt like I had to like completely disconnect in order to disconnect. So anyway, come have Krish. I was pregnant with Kiki and um, I was sitting down and I saw that watching TV and I saw my friend <laughs> from back in the day who I did stand up with got a Hulu show. Wow. And I was beyond excited. I was like, holy crap, this is insane. Like, I mean, wouldn't have put it past him. This guy is like so talented. But it was that moment where I was like, it kind of like time flashed in front of your eyes. And I was like, this is what I did, which is amazing. And this is what he did and how fast that felt. And I was like, if I started now, I could do it too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if I started, so instead of seeing it like as like, oh, that sucks. Like I could have done that. It was like, oh, wait, I can do that. Like I can do that too. So, you know, my husband was like, well, do it. Right. Do it. Like what's stopping you? He's like, I never told you to choose. <laughs> like, right go do it. Like, you know, and he's like, if you feel like you can do it with two kids and, you know, venture out. So that's when I LLC'd my, um, inst- uh, my Instagram handle. And I was like, and the, my whole purpose behind LLCing it was not to be a business. It was to keep myself accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, because I felt like if I was paying for it mm-hmm. to some extent by like this licensing and all this stuff and like having to do taxes, yep. I was going to stay accountable. Yeah. You and made so it legit. I, it, it worked because there was plenty of times in the process where I wanted to quit, where I was like, why am I doing this? What's it worth? Like, I'm fine, right? Like, I'm fine in a sense of, um, you know, comfort and stability. Like, I don't need to, like, blow up or anything or like, but I did need to because the fire was inside of me. And I and I still have that in me where I like, I need to be creative on a daily basis. And I need that platform. Mm-hmm. So while you were doing the motherhood journey, you were still thinking about your passions and creativity. Yeah. It was still it was still coming up. And d- did you ever feel like did you ever feel like at that point like oh I maybe rushed into the family life or maybe I could have been doing both? I didn't think I rushed into the family life. I knew I, I was exactly where I was supposed to be with that. I wouldn't be the person. I grew into without that. And, um, and I wouldn't have had the confidence without them. I don't know what it was about pregnancy that gave me pure confidence, but it gave me so much and I needed it when I needed it. Um, now, dude, I think, oh, why couldn't I do both? Absolutely. I was like, why did I stop myself from going out into New York City instead of LA while we lived there and going to a comedy club? Like, what was I so afraid of, of starting there? Um, Why did I think I couldn't do that while I was attached to a label of a wife? Um, And that was a little bit of like a difficult realization for me that it was just me holding myself back and nobody else. Like it was never a, no, you can't, or I'm not comfortable from my husband. He didn't you know, he always pushed me to write and I did write the, I never stopped writing. I'll tell you that. Like I worked on 
I have like novels on my computer because I would wake up in the morning when Krish was asleep and I would still write. Um, but it was more aspect of putting myself on a stage, right? So like sure. Instagram is my stage. And, um, you know, after lots of thoughts and discussions, you know, I was like, I don't really want to be on a traditional stage where I have to like leave the house at 9 p.m. and wake up at, you know, like um, come back at like 2 a.m. and, you know, and then try to pair it in the morning. Right. And I did really, really think hard about going back on actually a traditional stage first at stand up. But I think I was I, I, pandemic um, was a blessing in the fact that I got to stay home and I didn't have a choice. Like it right. wasn't like I was wavering anymore. I was like, I guess I'm just going to create videos all the time. Right. Like make and um, it was a, I didn't have anything else going on to be honest, like it was just me, kids and content. And I was so laser focused on creation that it became this like the joy of my everyday of pandemic. It was like, I can't wait to make a video with you. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to do this. Like, I have so many ideas. And well, we definitely got to experience that joy <laughs> as the receiving end. I'm like, you definitely made so many of us laugh through really, really hard days and really, really hard times. So the joy could be feel sister through that screen. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm so happy that that because that's just what I wanted to emit and you know it's always been the mission but even before pandemic was to bring smiles I just Mm -hmm. want to make you smile Mm -hmm. so if it's working then fantastic you're smiling right now I am yes I so I so appreciate your honesty because when we you know many times when we look at people who are succeeding and killing it we don't really know the backstory we don't really know what they went through so just to hear you talk about and say like I've always been interested in comedy and I've explored it different times, different ways. And it it was just your love for it that kept you going. But maybe it it didn't keep going for the whole time. You know, like I started hosting when I was 18, but I went through several years of not doing any hosting work. And then finally, I was like, I had that similar moment of like, well, why am I not doing it? And it, it was me. It's always just us. Right. We get in our own way the stories we tell us of, well, we can't, or maybe we're too old or we're not good enough or whatever it is, there's always some narrative. And I think the only way to shift it is to actually go out there and do it. And that's yeah. hard. It it requires vulnerability. It requires just putting yourself out there and exposing yourself to people and comments. But here you are, you're doing the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. You're doing the thing. How do you um, handle internet trolls how did you start dealing with that as you started putting yourself out there more and more and said i'm gonna show up and make these funny videos and be joyful and experiment did you ever just have any fear of judgment did you have fear of what people are gonna say and yeah a little bit in the beginning i was like a little more sensitive to judgment when I first started because you're just starting to put yourself out there. I had like 700 people watching and they all kind of knew me. I start. I just took my personal page, right? Which had mm-hmm. like 700 followers and I, they kind of knew me and you know, I had gotten like sly comments like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you throwing yourself on the internet? Like from it's people very you like know. from people, you know, because people are, you're making people uncomfortable you know, like, oh, my gosh, you're being so weird. And like, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's all whatever. And I kind of I didn't let it bother me. because I was just like, just wait, you guys, just wait and see. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt very confident in that time that this was the time. This was the moment. This is not where this is not a t- trial run anymore. I had my trial runs. This is it. So I was like, just wait for it, guys. <laughs> um, my core, my core crew was super supportive. 
shared everything. All my like brothers and um, my parents, my husband, his side, super supportive. So that's all I needed. Right. Um, now, when it comes to strangers, which is um, go- this grows, your trolls will grow as you grow. Um, Haters going to hate. F- I know. At first, I was really like offended when like someone would slide into my DMs with their like no face picture and be like, you're <laughs> the worst person on the planet. And I was like, what did I do? And I would like try to be empathetic to a troll and be like, hey, you're hurting right now. And I'm sorry that you're, in, you know, projecting it onto me, but it's not me and it's you. And then um, I realized that really doesn't go anywhere, unfortunately, as much as we want to be empathetic and supportive in that manner to every single person that comes at us. Yeah. They're not, not everyone's ready to hear that. And they're just like, you're dumb. So I stopped wasting my energy on that because I don't have time for that. Now I use my trolls for comedy purposes because it's hilarious. (laughs) I've seen that. You troll Um, your trolls. I'm trolling my trolls, but in the nicest, funniest way possible. Because I'm like, dude, come on. Like I have a reel coming up today um, where I got a lot of comments on my nose. So I have a prominent nose. It is a very Punjabi nose. Uh And um, it's my norm. I don't, this is a normal nose to me. If I did like a walk by on the side of like my entire lineage of family, like 96 relatives that live here, everyone's nose looks like this. Like it's everyone's nose. And so it's so funny to me that it's so different to so many different ethnicities and people on the internet. And they'll be like, dude, her nose is about to hit the screen. Dude, her nose is 90% of her face. And so there's some really funny comments. And somebody wrote, she has a nose. So I'm just like waiting to do a funny reel with that one. Cause I'm like, and I have eyes and I have a mouth. Um, right. But um, the reel I'm putting up today is me trying to take my nose off with all the comments that I found on that viral reel and going, um, I can't take it off. <laughs> I can't take it off. Like, do you, and it's just, do you, How do you come up with this? It's awesome. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't have a funny bone. I'm not a funny person, but I really appreciate somebody who's really funny because it's a it's a freaking skill, man, to make other people <laughs> laugh, right? Like it just like comes into your brain or you like sit, yeah. sit down and like think about it and creative dumb. You know, um, a lot of my content actually just comes to me in the day and I never really appreciated this until I guess more so recently because, you know, a lot more people have said like, how do you come up with this stuff? Right. And I was just like, it just... It just appears. And so some of my stuff are, um, you know, my husband and I will be talking. I'll be like, dude, that's a funny reel. And then I'll just write it down. Um, and then, you know, the other day, my assistant is the one who actually, I was like, what should I do with the sound bit? And she was like, do you do it about your nose? Like try to take your nose off. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's funny. And so sometimes it's just a team effort. My brother will text me and be like, oh, this is hilarious, dude. What if you did a reel on this meme? Like sometimes you see a really cool meme and you turn mm-hmm. it into like, a thing um a video and so i was like it's so it's a group effort and then it happens throughout the day like from myself too so i'll just be driving and i'll like tell siri like this song like i'll hear a song on the radio and there's a part that's like you know could sound like a funny skit because you know that's like all tiktok is is like a bunch right, of songs, and it's like songs. You. yeah and so when you find something unique, you're like oh okay and so you know you i just tell siri what the song is and she writes it in my notepad She's great. That's she can't spell awesome. anything. But she's no, Siri can't spell anything. Instagram captions can't smell. She's not can't spell anything. No, no. Chris is Christian. Chris is Christian. I was like, he's four. Siri. Oh my god! And what's Kiki? Uh, Krina is spelled wrong. Mm, That's yeah. it. So annoying. She kind of has like a more American name. Does Siri get Mama Jotes right? 
Uh, no, she says mama jokes. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> that, that works. It's good. It's going to work. Yeah. Mama jokes <laughs> works. So tell me when you do like these little mini brainstorming sessions with your family members, if somebody comes back to you and says, no, I don't like that. Does that deter you from, <laughs> from pursuing it? No, not at all. If I think mm-hmm. it's hilarious and I'll tell my brother, like I'll full on film it and then send it to my brother. My brother's like, man, maybe you should. I'm like, I'm good. I think it's hilarious. I was just showing yes. you. Yes, girl. <laughs> and how did you cultivate that level of confidence of where you're just like, even if it's even if it's my core team that has an opinion that goes against what I instinctively feel works, I'm going to listen to my gut. We all have moments of doubt, right? Like, um, I think I've gone through like waves of like little bits of doubt with my content for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's just like where I was at um, mentally and physically in my own world. And I'm not, I wasn't like putting my, if I wasn't putting my all into it, then I would question it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of the time, I crack up at my own content because <laughs> for one, I, I'm not afraid to say that because it's not cockiness. It's truly confidence. Like I feel like I remember, you know, the, there's so much to the process of creating. I'm like, Oh my God, that's hilarious. Like, can you imagine if that happened? Like if like, you know, um, the dish, I, you know, I have this like whole piece coming on a dishwasher. I don't know when this is going live, but hopefully no one steals my content. But like, you know, <laughs> I hit my foot on a dishwasher and I think my husband's being evil and I just have him going <laughs> like he purposely did it. And I'm just like, that's what goes through my head every time my husband does something is like him being evil and like doing it on purpose. When in reality, it was probably me who left the dishwasher down. Uh-huh. Um, so I rewatch my content several times and sometimes with my husband and we just like die laughing dude like there's this one where he was like breathe I did this thing where I'm like babe can you stop breathing it was like a voiceover and it was like (gasps) and we just like died for an hour on the floor like we were laughing and um and if my brother didn't like that I would be like you have no sense of humor because this is hilarious right um so that's the other thing when people have opinions, you have to remember that everyone has one, for me, a different sense of humor. Not everyone is going to understand um, more trends stuff um, because like that's something that sometimes it may not even seem funny because it's a trend and it's not supposed to really be like funny, LOL. Sometimes it's just supposed to make you smile. Um, And then um, I always tell my brother, he's just too old to get it because he's like going to be 40 this year. And I'm like, you're just too old to get it. You're not like, you're not like woke. (laughs) Not with it. Not with it, brother. He's not on TikTok enough. Yeah, he's still saying bomb. And I heard that bomb is actually (gasps) outdated now. I said that yesterday. Stop it. It's like, that's the slap. I heard that. I heard this phrase slap. And I was like, what the hell is that? Clearly, I am It replaced bomb. Let's not even get into age. That's that's a whole other thing. But speaking about about age, like – I don't want to stereotype our community, but there there has been this stereotype that South Asian women get married, have kids, and mm-hmm. kind of get boring. You know, they, yeah. they, they put themselves in the backseat. They forget about their interests. They prioritize everybody else before them, like the forever nurturer, all giving, all encompassing, all loving. But like, what is up with that? And do you feel like you, like you want to change that by – are you yes. – trying to change that for us? 100% I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to show women that there's no role that we have to fill. Like let's undefine 
what we're supposed to do in our 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, undefine what we are as moms, undefine what we are as wives, or some for someone who, like I'm in a traditional role, that's what I would label myself. A traditional Indian role is I got married in my 20s, had babies in my 20s, mm-hmm. and um, what, you know, and quit my job I actually, I never really quit my job. I like quit my job and then I kept hustling on the side because it's just my like, but I became a stay-at-home mom. So let's say that. Right. I'm a stay-at-home mom and I still am. Um, and I think that there's, like you said, all I saw, the, the, the examples that I saw growing up were just exactly what you said, where it was like all about the kids, all about the husband, everyone else and mom, like everyone let go. Everyone was like, I don't care about myself. It is what it is. This is what we do. It is up to us. It's our responsibility to take care of everybody. Right. And I was like, I, I you know, I think I attempted that my first year of marriage. And I was like, meh, not so much. Like, I'm not going to, you know, and I think what's crazy is social media helped me find my own personality again and mm-hmm. really like embrace it, harbor it and love it and be confident with it to the point where it changed my entire family dynamic. I just feel like even like my parents stepped out of their roles. Um, my husband oh, yeah. stepped out of his. Papa Dugo. <laughs> yeah. You know, my husband stepped out of his like bubble of I'm a doctor. And, you know, there is this like persona you hold as a physician, but a physician is a human too. Right. And um, I love that his personality is like shining right now. He's making his own videos. I was like, where, who are you? Yeah, I started from? following him recently. I'm like, this, this, this whole family just needs to be followed. You guys are all just out there to spread joy and make all of us smile. And I keep sending it to my husband. I'm like, Vin, you need to try this. Vin wants yeah. to do stand-up comedy. And I Vin keep, needs to do stand-up comedy. I keep giving him you as an example. I'm like, Mama Jones did it. Like while yeah. momming, like just go make a video. And he's like, it, it, takes, it takes it. a little push, takes a little push. I will tell you that someone who inspired me with the whole concept of roles in our um, in Asian community is Ken Jeong. Um, he's a comedian who was a physician, practicing physician, became an actor and a stand-up comedian and is still married to his wife, who is a practicing physician. And I loved seeing that because I was like, well, this guy's a dad. And he's a doctor and he's like, and it was very cool to like watch his journey um, as he was growing and showed up in the hangover and all of that. But um, I think as us, like we, as there's so many South Asian women that I personally know who are full of, who are way more than a wife and way more than a mom. And um, some are hesitant to show it. And now there's a lot of women embracing it. And I love seeing the embrace. Like, you know, you, uh, just like even like as a woman in her, I'm going to assume you're in your 30s, a woman in her 30s, like hosting, right? You're hosting, um, you see um, the Chai Mamas just putting stuff out there that's breaking, um, you know, stigmas mm-hmm. and kind of going out of the norm of their generation of women. And then we see so many um, people on social media right now just like being free. And -hmm. there's this beauty of seeing women in their 30s and 40s and even 20s, but in these roles that we saw growing up as these very stiff, um, very boxed in roles, just being like, 
the uh, f the boxes. I was going to because we are podcast. You can f you the can. box. <laughs> f the boxes. Break them down. We can be whoever we want to be. I can be a wife, a mom, a comedian, and write a book and do all kinds of stuff and still be just as valuable to my family. Um, and I think that's the hard part for a lot of people is seeing their value if they're not giving their family one hundred and ten percent all the time. It's kind of hard. As my skin ages, the need for my skin changes as well. Something I implemented a few years ago was cleansing after my shower. I saw it as a beautiful ritual to prep me for the day ahead and a way to really cleanse off any oil buildup through the night and protect my skin from the harshness of the AC or the heater. I have been using Ranavut's Luminous Ceremony Cream Cleanser for the past three years almost every morning and I simply love it. It's creamy, it's moisturizing, and it's made with an Ayurvedic herb known as Manjista, which is known for its ability to cleanse and detoxify. Always aligning listeners, if you want to try Ranavut's products, you can use Welcome RB for 10% off. Jyoti, you have to tell us, how do you manage balancing two small children? I think Kiki and Krish are under the ages of three and four, something like that. Three and four. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. But how do you, how do you manage to mom so hard and and kill it on social media and create content and do all the things. It takes a little bit of planning. So okay. I have my kids, um, I have my kids Monday through Thursday. My husband, even though he is a physician, doesn't work these like crazy hours that people like, you know, he's a, he's a um, outpatient clinic Monday through Thursday. He's off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So he doesn't have calls and stuff like that. So he, he parents Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I parent Monday through Thursday. So my, most of my content creation is done Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. I bulk create. So what I will do is um, the fun part about my content is I never have to put on makeup. I actually dress down. Um, I don't have to like dress up. Like I'll have to just throw on my Ninja Turtle t-shirt and my visor or whatever. Uh-huh. And then that visor <laughs> has become like, it's like your signature style now. It is. I actually had Rainful um, put on their website that it was the Mama Joe's visor. Yeah, so, I saw that. You know, I was like, I need some, this is my visor now. This is your visor. Um, it's like, I needed that visor to really pull together the whole like, look, you know? It's cute. And so, <laughs> and so I, um, I'll just change my shirt in between reels. So if you see some reels, like you'll notice like my hair is exactly the same in it. Like, you know, but my shirt's different. <laughs> Yeah. But um, sometimes I'll just bulk create like that. And if something comes in a moment of inspiration, like the Bills reel that went viral and is now at 44 million views, which is nuts. Insane. Insane. That one was done in real time. Um, I saw it the night before on TikTok. It was starting as a trend. It had just like started. And I was like, I barely ever catch trends right when they start. I'm usually like the 800 video. Um, But it was like not in my assistant was like, dude, do it tomorrow to your husband. It'd be so funny. And so I was like, okay. And so like I set up the tripod, he came down and it's the best time to play pranks on him because he is already looking good. So he can't ever be like, no, I don't look good. Like, you know, like <laughs> self-conscious. Yeah. So, you know, I set up the tripod and he was kind of just like, what is she doing? But it's kind of normal in our house to set up tripods around. And so I, um, yeah. And then I did the video, but that so was, it was, it a, was it a natural reaction? of Yeah. Oh, yeah. shut up. He was like, okay, I see the tripod. Okay, you're you're crazy, but I love I'm, you. <laughs> I'm so glad he went with it and like didn't give like another reaction of like, stop, not now or something like that, you know? He is, 
he has good um he's good uh what's that word he's a good team player yeah he knows like okay she's doing something like she's funny she's yeah. weird but i yeah. like her yeah. and he truly like i'll be honest um <clears throat> our relationship ha- we already had like a pretty good marriage before pandemic um i would say we we were very close in friendship we had our you know we had our rocky moments just like any relationship and we still go through a little things um but i will say that we have gotten so much closer because of creating content together mm-hmm. like we laugh i think the cure to any relationship struggle is laughing because i swear to you we laugh so much that like we're just happy for you yeah. know and i feel like my contagious just, right yeah and um you know we don't we don't have as many um lows we haven't and we got through covid like i love being home with him and i it sucks that he has to go back to work and but i don't know it's just like something about creating together and you know going it's like mar- it's like marriage therapy yeah. it's like couples counseling you're right. creating together you have a similar goal and a purpose and then you're enjoying it and you're laughing have we fought during creating a reel absolutely mm-hmm. because i'm like you're not getting it right but but that's also normal right like who yeah. gets along with another person all the time oh yeah no no we don't get together we don't we don't get along all the time right but we have our arguments but they're short-lived now that's unless awesome. they're like yeah they're, i don't i don't think we've had like a full-on like fight like one of those like you know two days the two days ones where you're just like grumpy sleeping on the couch <laughs> but, and all the, by the way i'm the one who ends up on the couch okay? i end up on the couch too and i i kind of like that? the couch i don't mind I do it I, I have a really yeah. cozy comforter like sometimes i'm good with the couch it's definitely not a punishment i'm but also a brat you're so fine same a little bit yeah a little stubborn so like most yeah. of the times it's just my own stubbornness that's like yeah ah, i'm gonna go to the couch yeah, yeah. It's more of like a, it's a threat. I'm like, fine, I'm not going to sleep in here anymore. Yeah. It's out of principle too, you know? Yeah. Setting that <laughs> I feel you. So for the people that are listening, Jyothi, that may want to put themselves out there and are just, they're, they're scared. They're scared. They don't know where to begin. They don't know how to start. They are probably confused of like what their niche is. That word I freaking hate so much. Um, maybe they don't have a supportive partner, you know, or... Yeah. Talk to them. What would you want to tell them? I think, well, I'm going to go off the one, two things that you said there. Niche. Okay. I was told in the beginning that I had to have a niche. That was very, it was very difficult to purposefully look for my niche because I had, I was a jack of all, still am a jack of all trades. I love sharing all kinds of stuff. If you go to my page, mostly now you will see comedy, but I will share motherhood. I will share mental health and I will share um, an IGTV on how to put on a screen door because um, that's just me. I'm sharing me. I am my niche. Mm-hmm. Like I am unique enough to my my whole page is just about me and my family and my life, and I'm giving that to people. That's my niche, and mm-hmm. I think that niche is a crazy word. And somebody told Ryan Seacrest that he had to have a niche. Where would we be today? Right. All I'm saying, right? Like, can you imagine? <laughs> He yeah. does like 85 million things. So if someone, you know, if you feel like you're, you know, you're equally distributed and you want to share a bunch of different stuff, share it. It makes you unique. Like don't put yourself into a niche or a box because you feel like you have to just be beauty or just be hair or just be. But if you feel like you're an expert at something and that's what you really want to do, you're like, I want to really focus on curly hair and throw in some, you know, 
married life stuff here and there, then do that. But do what feels right. And if it feels right to have more than one thing, then just share it because that is going to, the right audience will come to you. I promise you people come and unfollow me all the time because they're like, oh, I'm not into what this is. And that's okay because they want, they're not going to be there for fun. They're just going to be there to like give me like dirty evil eyes. So I don't want mm-hmm. those. Um, <laughs> the second thing is if you don't have a supportive partner, I will tell you like, dude, that's hard. Like it is really hard if you're married and you're trying to put yourself out there as a woman who don't have a supportive partner. I feel for women that are in that place because um, I don't know how, how much I could have done if my husband was like, get off your phone stop putting videos of our kid or, you know what I'm saying? If there was a disagreement on social media, like he's hundred percent behind me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I've gotten this far without that. Um, but if that's your case, I would say that it's worth a conversation and a battle. Like if that's what you want to do, then you put it out there. Like, this is what I want to do. And I'm not doing it without a hundred percent of your support. And this is why um, that's important. I had that conversation with my husband and I, you know, we talked about what the realities of being um, someone with an audience would look like for our family and being in an, um, you know, put in a light, what that would look like for his career. And, um, you know, it's not all positive sometimes. And so we had to kind of, we had these conversations and we still have these conversations of how things could change as I grow and what that could mean for him and I and our kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think really open about that and seeing like, what do we want out of this? How is it going to affect us? And is it worth it for um, what you want to create and pursue? And are you going to put your all into it and like really come to an agreement? I like, I would hope that any two partners can sit down and do that and um, together, you know? Yeah. It's very helpful if you can both be on the same page. I love that because there's no playbook for all of this. This is, this is all so new to all of us as a culture. Right. And I personally hate that word niche. I've struggled with that forever and I'm trying my best to step out of it because I'm like, hello, I'm a human being. Like I'm I'm not a brand. I'm not Coca-Cola, right? I'm a human being. Um, We're multifaceted. How can you just talk about just one thing and it's just more about stepping into the stuff that you enjoy? Yeah, exactly. We're layered, right? We're nuanced. Mm -hmm. Um, What, what, what do you tell your kids you do? How do you explain oh. this to them? So they think I make videos. They like mommy works, mommy makes videos, and mommy writes. So they're pretty on point. That's what okay. I do. Yeah. Um, they, they know that they are on the internet. Um, I don't know how much they fully understand, but they know like they're when they go on the video that other people see it. So they have been like, I don't want to right now. And I'll respect that when it comes to stories. Like Karina is yeah. the one who more is like that. Um Krish is like hit or miss sometimes, but most of the time he's like, ah, but right now in this phase, they both want to be on camera. They fight over being in stories. Um, Krish will be like, That's well, so I want to do it. Like, I want to do it. And then Karina just wants to come on and say poo-poo like four times and then she's like content. <laughs> That's her favorite word. Um, yeah. Sometimes I'll record stories of her saying poo-poo and not post them just so she thinks they got posted because she like, <laughs> it's just like so much poo-poo. I'm like, mom, we can't put this up, Karina. Like we cannot... It's just not, you know, it's not story material, Karina. I have to say, though, I have such a soft spot for Kiki. She is, she's just my favorite. I I mean, I love you and you make me laugh a lot, but I just, I love Kiki. And your mom, your mom loves Kiki. My mom loves Kiki. I was like hanging out with my mom on the couch a couple of months ago. And I was like, let's just look at Mama Joe's videos. Because we were just like, (laughs) we're just like chilling on the couch doing nothing. And she's like, oh my God, Kiki, I just want Kiki. We just have this urge to like, you know, like bite 
cheeks of like cute kids and like that's how I feel about Kiki in the love so, in the most loving way possible <laughs> I know I I I I have a soft spot for my own girl in my heart and and it's because she's me so I battle myself every single day she is literally mm. a little walking version of me she's a little firecracker who doesn't stop and I'm just like you harbor it I will get through this phase but it's going to be so good for her when she's older. And I don't know what she's going to do with her life. And I will support her regardless. I just know whatever she does, she's going to do it with so much like passion. For she sure. has like so much passion within her. Um, but yeah, it's what was the question? I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> we just we just got lost in our conversation with Kiki. So all good. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, all good, all good. Uh, before we wrap up, you recently shared um, an experience you had with anxiety, and you yeah. know you've been fairly open about your feelings regarding mental health, anxiety, depression. My question for you is: as somebody that is creative and that essentially has to show. Habits can be so hard to make, but once they are made, they are so hard to break. A couple of years ago, a habit that I started to make is even in the moments when you're not feeling your best. So I, I truly believe that it's important to show multiple sides of your life on social media, um, <clears throat> which is why I chose to share that I had a panic attack and why I was MIA for the morning because I was just, re, you know, honestly just recouping from the night. Because um, I think that when people look up to us, people watch us, people are looking at our every move in sometimes in a way of inspiration and sometimes in a way of not, <laughs> mm -hmm. but either way. I never want anyone to think that just because I'm having success in my creative career that I'm not a normal human being having um, stressors in other parts of my life. And so I do show my kid having a tantrum and I do show um, – days that like, you know, I straight up the other day was like, we're leaving the house. My toddler induced anxiety is at a high, like someone send help. Like, and I do. Sh and then uh, so many people resonate. They're like, Oh my God, me too. Like, thanks for being real. Like, Oh, so good to see that someone, you know, you don't have it all together. And I was like, who has it all together? And I think right. we sometimes forget that most of the time people are only sharing their very awesome, happy moments. And we see, we don't get to see marital fights on the internet. We don't get to see me um, throwing my toddler in timeout on <laughs> the internet <laughs> as much, even though I do try to show it. Um, you know, and it's important to remind people that like, there are bumpy roads, there are hard days, there are struggles, there are mental health concerns that, you know, come in and out. And I've been very open of sharing my seasonal affective disorder. I go into a pretty low depression in winter because of the season. And I try mm -hmm. very, very, I, 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 have a lot of good intentions going into it and I try to be super mindful, but regardless, I'll always end up crying in a closet somewhere in December. Um, I feel you on that too. For me, it's yeah. like January. It's just so hard. It's so hard. And so the more we share that, so like yesterday was a bad day. It doesn't matter. It was a bad morning and I came on and I got flowers from a brand from Soma and I was like, oh my God, like this just like made me feel so good and I had to share it. And then I was like, I'm going to write what happened. Um, and I wrote it and I cannot tell you how amazing it was to get stories from other women, either saying this happened to me too, or I'm so happy you shared this because when I kids were young, like I have a lot of moms of older kids. And so just people resonating and appreciating, um, some realness on the platform. Now do I, you know what I mean? It just, it just makes you more of a human to mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. and it more, you know, more relatable because you're not just this like, I'm not like nowhere near a Barbie doll. 
nowhere near that. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> someone that's did that... call me. Someone called me a trophy wife on a Whoa. Reddit thread about making, um, you know, Reddit thread hating on some of us influencers. It was like me and some other fun friends, and which kind of makes me feel like a celebrity. And I'm yeah, like, how but, did you um, even find that? <laughs> my assistant found it. I like this assistant. Someone said that I was a, you know, we were trophy wives, and I like went to Bunny and I was like, mission accomplished. Someone said <laughs> I was a trophy wife. I did it. I did. My dream is accomplished because that's right. all I ever wanted to be in life. All I wanted to do is be a trophy life and go have brunch. So, yeah, not doing that, either. Yeah, I'm like, cool. where's the brunch? No, you're killing it. because <laughs> You're working so hard, putting yourself I out there. I haven't brunch in too long. <laughs> and you take the time to like reply to people's DMs and like build relationships with your community. So, brunch can wait. Brunch can wait because Mama just is out to take over the world. Very quickly, you're a big believer in self-care practices. What are your favorite self-care practices and what what do you commit to doing every day or multiple times a week? Okay. Every day I do my skincare routine, morning Mm -hmm. and night. In that order, I take my time. I put on my serum. I wait a minute. I steam my face. I do the whole jam. Um, They're just something so soothing about like waking up and doing it and then going to bed and doing it. And it's a, it's part of my routine. My other self care. Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. and you glow and then you glow. Mm -hmm. Um, my other big self care is my morning routine. Um, about five days a week, I'll wake up at like five 30 in the morning and I will do my journaling and do whatever I want in this two hours. So sometimes it's writing, sometimes it's creating reels, sometimes it's yoga and meditation. Um, it doesn't, and sometimes I just like read. So it really doesn't matter what I do, but it's for me. Anything I'm doing, it's for me. It's not for the kids or the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't wake up early to do dishes. That's, I barely do dishes. I'll, they just sit in my sink, to be honest. Um, <laughs> for being real, there's laundry on my floor right now. Um, so mom's so hard. Uh, mom's so, I don't do that stuff. Like, I mean, that's not a priority, but it's somebody's clean. doing it, right? No, no, it just chills. So, like, yeah, I'll let my, I, I will let my dishes sit in the sink for two days. It does not bother me. It doesn't bother my husband. It sure as heck doesn't bother the kids. That's so it's awesome. not a priority. And then the laundry, as long as it's clean, I got like clean laundry baskets. Yeah. So we throw them in the clean baskets. That's awesome. Yeah. Then you don't have to <laughs> fold it. You don't have to put it away. Like you it just save yourself me. time. Yeah, exactly. But I'm I'm all for that, especially during this season of your life. That's self-care. Yeah. Letting and it go is self-care. Letting it go is self-care, for sure. And this is the season, right? Like I, I always feel like life just moves in seasons. There are some seasons where maybe things are a little bit slower. Maybe you, you want to put the laundry away and have it folded yeah. perfectly and all of that. But like this is your season of growth and like doing all yeah. the things. And you just need to be in a state of flow, right? Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, do you have social media boundaries? Is that something you do? No. <laughs> don't have any social media okay. boundaries. Okay. I, I, oh, man. This is such a common question. No. I put my phone away at like 8 most days. Some PM. days I – Yeah. 8 p.m. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Most Most days. Sometimes I'm, my husband and I are both sitting next to each other looking for fun reels to do. Um. But, you know, I really don't have social media boundaries because I haven't really been in social settings recently. So I couldn't tell you like 
what I would be like when I'm with my friends. 100% I'm probably going to film them. I think though I went to one barbecue in May and I made everybody do a reel. So <laughs> like the like all so 25 brand. people. Yeah, all 25 people had to do this reel. I was like, all right, everyone get ready. I got, you know, we're doing a reel. And they're like, what? And I'm like, so I don't really feel like I have much social media boundaries, no. So on brand. <laughs> but you, even you saying that like you're on your phone looking at reels, like that's, that's also work, but it's also intentional yeah. use, intentional consumption yeah. of social media. You're out there with yeah, a purpose. Yeah, yeah. You're not just there like gawking at other people's mm-hmm. lives. No, I, I honestly, which kind of sucks because I love scrolling through other people's <laughs> contents, but I don't get enough time to scroll for other people's contents because I'm using so much time for creation and like um, sharing and all of that. This one piece of hair, if this is going to be a video, it will bother me for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> the and so, will, but the one piece of hair will, noted. noted. The one piece of hair. This. <laughs> <laughs> it looks beautiful. You look great. You have glowing <laughs> skin right now. now. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Mm-mm. Well, I, I, there is a big difference between intentional consumption of social media and like mindless consumption. And yeah, I agree. I definitely toggle between the two because I just get distracted. Like I'll find myself down the rabbit hole of scrolling. But like before you know it, like 20 minutes are gone and you're like, holy oh, shit. Yeah. But so. sometimes you find like a really good video and you're like just sitting there appreciating the quality of this video. And I'm like, wow, this is a good video. And then I'll share it. Like the other day, yesterday I saw this, you know, it was right on, it was like as, you know, as Instagram was reading my mind as it does, um, I put up a post about mental health. And then I saw this other blogger that I follow, this content creator, um, she's amazing. And she put up her story of how she tried to end her life at 17. And she shared that so vulnerably. And I watched the entire thing and then I had to share it because I was just like, but I watched and it was like, Sometimes you do come across things that you need to hear and need to listen to and need to watch um, when you're on social yeah. media. And I feel like I feel like social media gets a bad rep. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I, I really hope this conversation changes that because you are, you know, that walking, breathing example of when when used when used in the best way possible, which was you choosing to show up in your most joyful state you are impacting others positively. And now all of these amazing things are happening in your life. So what can we look forward to next from brand Mama Jotes? Oh, from the brand of Mama Jotes. Okay, so Mama Jotes. Well, I I actually wrote a book this year. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. So I'm... um, I went sober in January, so I stopped drinking alcohol, and it was never a consumption issue. It was just like kind of boggling me down and causing my anxiety to get worse. Mm-hmm. So I think there is truth to sober productivity, which is a friend. Uh, my friend Pyle told me this term, sober productivity, and um, I got so much. I've gotten so much done in like seven months. It's insane. So I wrote a book. Um, I got an agent. The book is go. It's being shopped. And then um, I'm also working on a project for IGTV that's going to come to all of you in the beginning of next year. Hopefully, that's like the projected timeline. Wow! Um, I know it's been. I feel super like I'm getting fun. an exclusive right now. This is we're awesome. getting a little bit of an exclusive. I haven't shared really what it is, and I'm. Um, and then um, I, I'm gonna. You know, that's. I think that's a. I mean, that's, that's not it. That's a lot. <laughs> but in seven months of get going sober, you feel your productivity increased. And here you, you wrote, a, you wrote a book and you got published in seven months. Yeah. Well, That's not insane. Yet, but you know, I'm I started, shopping. I started writing a book seven years ago. 
Oh, no, I've written several other books, right? You know what I mean? This yeah. was just the one that ended I, up doing it. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. But that's awesome. There's a lot of books on this computer drive. Um, it's just that this was the one that I had to tell. You know, like you write all these stories and then that one story comes in and you're like, this is the one that everyone has to read because this is important. My book is young adult. It's fiction. It touches upon South Asian mental health and a 16-year-old girl. Um, and it also touches upon teenage sexuality and Indian women. The book that basically I needed when I was growing up that I didn't get yeah. to see. That's exactly. awesome. But I love <laughs> that you talked about like how there are all of these other books on the drafts because that is what it comes down to, right? Like you got to just keep showing up for yourself. Not everything is going to be birth it. Not everything's yes. going to get out there in the world. Not everything's going to make you money. Not everything's going to make you famous, but you keep doing yeah. it. You love it so much. And the more you pour into it from a place of love, something at some point will happen. I also think that there's a um, there's a beauty in sharing the journey. And this is why I've consistently shared my journey on the internet. Sometimes people don't join me until now and all they see is success. But the people like yourself who have been there from the beginning have seen, oh, the come, like, mm-hmm. have seen it happening where it's like, it's been a lot of like consistency, a lot of work, a lot of pouring myself into different directions and, um, you know, writing so much to, you know, so it's, I just don't want anybody to, to ever think somebody just writes a book and it gets published. Like that's not how it works. Like, um, people write for years and years and years to, for, you know, for themselves to right. stories that they want to write and it never goes anywhere off and no one ever reads it. And I have tons of stories that maybe nobody will ever read. And I'm okay with that. Cause that, what it, that did is I was just working on my craft. I was working on right. getting better. I have videos that nobody's, I have reels in my drafts that I've never put up. Um, not because they're not good enough, just because they haven't made the cut yet. Like in sense, like they they keep getting pushed down the line because other stuff comes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your craft gets better as you work on it. So don't ever expect it to be perfect the first time. And I always tell people, go down to my first IGTV. I will never delete it. I will never delete my first reel. If you go down my TikTok page and watch how it first looked, it doesn't look like what it looked like today. There, It was just not at that level. But I still put it out there and I started to learn. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for keeping that up there. And it's it's so right because many people just see, again, the end, but they don't see the whole journey, you know? And and even now, like, I don't know Jyoti from 10 years ago. I don't know the, you know, the Jyoti that was in yeah. LA, like taking the screenwriting class and like going on stage. But I do know that you have continued to work on yourself and embrace um, all the changes that we also have gone through, right? As a society. I mean, social showing up on social media, 10 years ago wasn't even an option. And here you are leveraging that to follow your passion. So well done on going full circle. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. And I I just love how you are breaking the stereotypes for the South Asian female. So before I let you go on always aligning, I want to know how do you continue to explore the concept of alignment in your own life? Um, I think that... I always have the notion that I can lean on other people. I don't allow myself to be the person that has to do everything. And I lean on the people around me in my circle. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it does. It keeps me aligned. Um, so, you know, even if it's leaning on my kids sometimes to do clean their own playroom and not letting it be my responsibility or leaning on my husband 
to prepare the meals for Saturday and Sunday or um, fully take over and things like that, or leaning on him to do take care of the outside of the house because I'll never touch the outside of my house, <laughs> meaning like the lawn and stuff like that. Just leaning yeah. on and not only physically, but mentally too, like taking full on mental loads off. Like it's not if it's the trash day. I don't know what day trash day is. I don't mm-hmm. know. Because mm-hmm. I mentally remove trash day out of my head. It's not my problem. Yeah. I love that. Thanks so much for being here, Jyoti. I can't wait to be a part of your growth story and continue to support. And thank you so much for being on Always Aligning. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is your host, Ashika, and you are listening to Always Aligning, the podcast. If you liked what you heard, please consider sharing the episode with a friend, rating and reviewing on Apple Podcast. We are on Spotify as well, and you can subscribe there too. If you would like to learn a little bit more about me, you can check me out on ashika.com, website link in the show notes. As a life coach, I offer one-on-one services as well as group services. My first group program focused on the South Asian female seeking to be supported through her journey of self-growth begins early October. If you are in the season of of bringing manifestations to your life, expanding your self-growth journey, and seek a safe space container to be surrounded by women on the similar wavelength and looking to be supported, this is the space for you. You can email me at helloatashka.com, DM me on Instagram, find me on my website. Thank you so much for being here, and we will be back next week with another episode of Always Aligning.